we are killing the killing the business wrestling podcast and we are on the air with the 60 minute time limit the man in charge this episode is your host the king of the north sick vic all the way from athens greece today it is an honor and a privilege to introduce to you phil bain joining in the show today how are you doing sir hello sir i'm fine thank you for the invitation hello guys absolutely and you're all the way from Athens, Greece. That's right. How is the weather over there? Well, uh, it's a bit sunny and I'm very happy about it because we witnessed the last days of the winter a couple of weeks ago. So it's all good. Good weather. Red to enjoy swimming once again, traveling. We have put COVID past behind us, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. So it's all good. Sounds nicer. It's raining here in southern Vermont. Just oh. like that. But it's it's a warm rain. It's not mm-hmm. cold. So I'll take it. As long as it's not snow, ice, okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'm a more of a sunshine guy, so I am it doesn't too. work for me. I am too, but I always look at the glass half full of stuff, half, half empty. Of course you do. It's a so, must. So what, what got you into professional wrestling? Well, it all started when I was 13 years old. And it was the first time the, the Greek television aired the SmackDown. And I watched this episode where John Cena was feuding with Booker T at that time. And I saw that infamous promo where Cena basically was thrust-talking Booker. And I thought, this is me. I can't imagine myself doing something else. It's my dream job. But then reality came. Uh, professional wrestling wasn't a thing in Greece. And the internet was horrible back then. So I was a bit desperate. I was trying to find a good wrestling school. But as I already said, internet couldn't help. We didn't have Facebook or Instagram back then. There was only MSN, if you remember, and MySpace. Those days, yeah. So it was a bit difficult. And I was very close to quit that dream. Then I started working as a personal trainer after I served my time to the military. And around my... 24 years of age, a wrestling school finally opened in Greece. It wasn't something exceptional. Basically, we were guys that used to watch wrestling videos and trying to mimic what we were seeing. But it was something to begin with. Then we started evolving a bit. Uh, also, Sima 
used to come once a year in Greece, Sima from Dragon Gate and now Oriental Wrestling. He used to do uh, some seminars. Also, Joy Legend attended for some seminars. And on 2016, the first ever professional wrestling promotion in Greece debuted. It's Mark, it's still running. And practically, I could say that from 2016 and after there was professional wrestling in Greece. Before that, you could say that we were doing something hybrid between wrestling and backyard wrestling. So that's the story, basically. Yeah, I mean, you being a personal trainer doesn't surprise me because you are, my friend, ripped. You are jacked. You are ripped. You are just a beast. And people just just check his pictures out on social media. I'm not going to have you take off your shirt now. People can just check out your own social media, check it out. But you are ripped. How long did it take you to get that, that stage? Well, that's a funny story. You see, I started weightlifting at 15 years of age. And back then it was my way of thinking that if I get huge, I could be a professional wrestler. So I started training in the gym in order to become a professional wrestler. So little I knew back then. And then it evolved to a special kind of love. Uh, last year, I also debuted to my first bodybuilding contest. And at the moment, I'm trying to do both. It's not an easy task. Because wrestling is here. Bodybuilding is here. Yeah. It can't connect all the times, especially the nutrition factor when you are traveling or the fact that you don't want to miss any training session. But I'm trying to do it. We will see. How long did it take you to start your training, like going to school to become a professional wrestler and to your first match? What was the time difference between that? How long did it take? Well, it was almost six to seven months. It was the hybrid between the backyard and the normal wrestling that I told you before. It was a great match, but as far as I can tell, it was a memorable one. Everyone was safe. So it was a win-win situation for me. Was it harder than you expected? Well, I couldn't say that it was, I can't say, sorry, it was hard because all this adrenaline, the feeling that wrestling produced when I stepped outside the curtain made it, as someone said before me, like the biggest drug in the world. So no, it wasn't difficult. It came as natural. Very cool. What what influences your ring style? Like, tell everyone your style in the ring first. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, I'm trying to be an all-arounder. 
when I'm in Greece and wrestling as a heavyweight, but I'm not the tall of a guy, I'm around six feet. So it doesn't make sense if you fight some guys from the States, for example, uh, they're 6'5", to use powerhouse moves. And by saying that, I'm trying to be an all-arounder in order to adjust with each and every one opponent. That's a smart way to go because it's like all-rounder, it's pretty much you're not relying on your powers. Like you have a roller deck in your head, and you have mm-hmm. discipline. Okay, how you beat him? Uh, technical spill, skills, technical skills. Next opponent, high flying, high flying. So all around is good. That's right. You're adapting to each and every one. Yeah. And hope for the best. <laughs> hope for the best. Knock on wood, right? That's right. So um, how different is wrestling over in Athens, Greece is compared to something you see in the United States? Well, it's not much of a difference except the language. Is it more respected over there than it? Because a lot of people around here, is, you have your fans and you have your people who say wrestling's fake, you know, it's stupid, it's fake. The, 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 like, do you have are the fans like that in Athens as well? Are they critical? Well, they are. Yeah, they're everywhere. But there's a huge difference between uh, scripted and fake. For instance, you can't fake a fall from um, five or six feet. Mm. It will cause you pain. So, it's not fake. It's scripted. I'm waiting to take the fall. I'm still hurt. So it's a bit like a spit in the face when you say that it's fake. No, it's not fake. I don't have serious injuries from wrestling. Some stitches in my forehead and to the back of my head and a broken collarbone. But you can't say that it's fake. Yeah, we get injured. And as Seth Rollins told once, yeah, we train like athletes, we eat like athletes, we do our best like professional athletes. It's an athlete way of life. So how can you say it's fake? Just people, me personally, I know it's more, it's like theater. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's like predetermined yet. It's a play, but the stunts and everything, it's real. Plus, you could say that there's a huge difference between other combat sports. Yes, we're the scripted ones, but our matches could lead to half or one hour long. So, What's the longest match you've ever been in? uh, It was around 45 to 50 minutes, the first hardcore match in Greece where I received my stitches to the back of my head. It was a cool one. What caused the stitches back of the head? Um, miscalculation from a third shot. Oh. That's a missed. But as I say, it is what it is. I really enjoyed the maths. 
and in a heartbeat, uh, do it again. I talked to wrestlers before when they talk about, you know, they get cut open in these stitches or they fall on thumbtacks. It, when it happens, they said, it doesn't hurt as much as after the match when the doctor has to go in and fix you up. Mm-hmm. Because when it happens in the match, the adrenaline's pumping, the crowd noises just make you like into a zone. But afterwards, when, when it's afterwards, when the match is over and the doctor comes around, you calm down. And he's like, oh, we're going to poke you with this needle now. That's where it hurts. Well, quite frankly, as I recall this moment, yes, you're right. I didn't feel anything of the match. But after the match also, I still remember my sister. She's coming off into my matches. Uh, she was, come on, let's get you to the hospital to stitch your head. And I was, yeah, wait a minute. I have to take some pictures with the fans first. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you're unbelievable. That's dedication right there. So I can't say it really hurt. When they were stitching my head, yeah, it hurt like a bit. But it was a couple of minutes of pain. Totally worth it. Have you ever done anything called death matches before? No, it was this hardcore match and one more that I've done for Smack. And that was it. I'm not a death match kind of guy. If someone gave you a contract for a death match, with the right amount of money in that contract that you get paid, would you do it? Well, if you see it from a financial way, yeah, maybe I would consider it. But from my point of view, death matches don't replicate the way of wrestling that I believe in, if it makes sense. That makes sense. It's like you're more traditional. You're more like what wrestling is, not what it evolved into. I'm all about the storytelling inside the matches. Yeah, some fancy moves, of course, when the time is right. But... No, I'm not about going out to kill ourselves. And I have seen some wild shit into death matches, so it's a no for me. Do they have a fair amount of death matches in Athens, Greece? No, no, no. One. That's good. Now I just saw a documentary about death matches the other night, and I was just like, why the hell mm-hmm. would you do that to yourself? I understand the money's good and you want to get the money, that's fine. But if you have the love for the sport, and are they? And it's like, then you start going, is it worth it? In my opinion, no. It's not worthy because it can seriously injure you. And maybe this one match can be a career ending match. Are you sure you want to do it? Definitely, because it's, you know, shit does happen. Even regular matches, mistakes do happen. That's right. 
you don't have to you don't need the added worries of you know injuries and whatnot on top of what's already there and we're not talking about hardcore matches we're talking about death matches yeah we're talking about a whole different concept we're not talking about like a, a steel chair or anything we're talking about barbed wire we're talking about light bulbs death matches that's right not, not just what you find underneath the ring on a regular hardcore match that's different that's oh the most extreme thing that i've done to a match is that i took the fall on a pile of legos that's it that still had to hurt uh, it's the adrenaline thing so no it didn't. Well, I guess Legos, you don't have to like pull out of your skin after the match. No, no, it was fine. Slam, you're okay. That's it. Maybe some bruises, some bumps. Uh, a bit of bruises, but it is what it is. It's Legos. Of course, they are going to give you some bruises. Better than thumbtacks. Uh, yeah, but no. Thumbtacks is a no for me. Yeah, I mean, afterwards, especially the way you built your body, you don't want to get all scarred up or anything. I believe that nobody wants to get scarred, but yes, since I'm trying to compete for bodybuilding also, I need to take care of my body in this kind of things. So what are some of the places you travel being a professional wrestler? Well, uh, I have traveled a couple of times to Italy. Soon I'm going to return there. And uh, to Pakistan for World Wrestling Champions on behalf of PWFP. I was also set to debut to the States, but COVID happened. Yeah, COVID, yeah. And the States... I was like, knowing what they're doing, but that's that's the United States for you. They, they know what they're doing and they have absolutely no clue what they're doing. I hope things will get back to normal and I will find my chance to visit. Oh, I hope you do. We have a lot of promotions in, in the States. Even the small ones get some TV time. Well, I don't care if it's a small one or a big one. I love wrestling. And going to the United States is one of my wrestling dreams. So even if it's the smallest promotion, I would definitely go. Um, what do you watch any wrestling from the States? Have you watch like WWE, AEW, or anything like that? Well, I'm watching WWE and AEW, of course. Also, I'm a big fan of NWA Power. And, and that's another good one, yeah. That's the kind of wrestling that I love. It's kind of interesting knowing that a lead singer off a, a popular band bought NWA and changed it to what mm-hmm. it is today. And it's like, you have someone that knows like probably anything about wrestling, taking something that was great and was starting to lose esteem. And now NWA is back to where it's supposed to be again. The Crockett Cup, outstanding matches. I mean, it's, it's really cool. I'm happy to see it back. Of course. And if 
ask me my opinion, it was about time. They have a great roster. They're projecting what wrestling is supposed to be. So, yes, it's in every week. You can enjoy your NWA Power episode. I, I like NWA. That's all I can say. Especially like the world, world champ, McDonald these days. Hey, That's man. right. And he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's a major asshole, but that's what heels are supposed to be. Just major guys that you just take a step. A real professional fan takes a step mm-hmm. back and go, that guy's doing a good job. I hate this guy. And not just be like, oh, I don't like you on the internet. Like, I don't like you. Well, that's the point. He's exhibiting at the moment how much of the talent that he really is. Also, it's amazing that he came from WWE. Mm-hmm. And do you think going to the death matches right after WWE helped him get to where he is today? That kind of show that he's not an entertainer. He's just a guy that can take it. You think that helped him? Well, I think all of WWE guys can take it. Yes, there are some television rules that you can't have extreme kind of matches. But at the end of the day, there are still professional wrestlers. Of course, they can take it. And they're doing a great job. Yeah. What's some of the wrestlers what? you like watching to? Like watching? What's some of the wrestlers you like watching? Well, Nick Aldis, of course, as we were talking about NWA. One of my favorites, and I had the privilege to see him live when he was debuting for TNA Wrestling in England on 2008 or 9, if I remember correct. It was a tour at the Wembley Stadium, the TNA Maximum Impact. And this is where Nick made his debut as Brutus Magnus. Great show. And I remember that I was an 18-year-old boy back then, and I was like, whoa, this guy is going to become a huge star one day. And here he is right now. He is right now. So, Nick Aldi is for sure. I like his style. the way he cuts his promos, the dress code, of course. He's the class champion. A great heel and a baby face. Uh, Seth Rollins, for sure. One of my favorite ones. One of my oldest influences is John Cena, who was practically my first image of professional wrestling. Triple H. And my two favorites, AJ Styles and Kenny Omega. Do you think Nick Aldis doesn't deserve the credit that he deserves? Because like WWE will go on about, oh, like Roman Reigns, 600-day champion. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at this going like, I mean, they say Roman Reigns, 600-day champion, greatest wrestle ever, wrestling God. And I'm like, 
Nick Aldis held the NWA world title for 1,043 days. And you think this guy is better than Nick Aldis? Well, it's a different kind of thing. Uh, NWA and WWE, it's a different universe. And we're talking about different viewers. Yes, Roman is great. Sean Nick Aldis is. But you're saying about who's the better one. No, they're both exceptional. It's the WWE Universe and the NWA Universe. Both are doing a terrific job. So, yes, in my opinion, Nicaldis took the credit. He practically resurrected NWA. Or you can say he single-handedly resurrected NWA along with Tim Storm. And Roman Reigns on the other side made such a great impact with the Universal Championship, his last title run. So yes, he deserves all the credit in the world. I do like Roman Reigns. He's perfect heel. I think ever since he became a heel again, his character has a new life. When he was a face, it was like, yeah, he's a face of people booing him. And it was just like a yeah, but you made him a heel, and he's just more intense. He's, well, the only reason, he's the only reason I watched SmackDown, to be honest. That was the smart move. The tribal chief gimmick is pure gold. And yes, he's maybe the best heel nowadays. Yeah. I also read reports that they're going to keep him as champion until 2023. Well, that's a little, it's like, that's a little long, isn't it? Why not? Bruno Sammartino used to hold the title uh, for a couple of years. You might say that those years were different, but why not relive it? History tends to repeat herself. About Bruno, that's a good point. Like Hulk Hogan, I was, I was uh, watching wrestling in the Hulk Hogan era, mm-hmm. not Hulk, not Hulk Hogan fan, just the Hulk Hogan era, and yeah, he held the title for like over a year at one point. Was his longest reign? I think it was around three years. I think it's first title or something. Something like this, if I recall correctly. Okay, I see your point. It's it's, it's just WWE's traditions. Mm-hmm. Coming back to white in 2022. I I can see that. You know, you have Bruno, Bob Backlund was a one-time champion. And they're just bringing back. I see that. Okay. That makes more sense. I can't believe I didn't see that before, mm-hmm. though. You're smart. You're very smart. That's a good point. Thank you. So where do you see yourself in five years? Well... Uh... If we don't have something with COVID again, probably I wish to see myself living permanently to the United States and trying for a big company. Jeez, these days, ever since AEW opened what they call the Forbidden Door, 
introduce other promotions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to say which is a big company around here these days because so many places like Ohio Valley Wrestle, pay is not great, but they'll teach you so much that you go to other promotions and you'd be so much better for them because of all the skills they taught. I've had a lot of people from Ohio Valley Wrestle. If you move to the States, I'll give you their head trainer's information. And he's always big on, you know, talking to people who's interested in joining, you know, and this. And he was the one that came on the show and said, like, pay's not great, but skills that you are and the connections you make, you gotta go far. Yeah, perfect. So it's like, yeah, it's like, I'd love to. But you can do your personal training and you can do your the wrestling, because a lot of people how by wrestling has jobs and they wrestle on the side and travel and stuff like that. Well, until you make it, you have to support yourself somehow. So, yes. But some people will come on. One guy, his name was Big Zoe, this big black guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, here we go. It's going to be like, a, this guy's going to be like, on the show. Here we go. He wanted to go live. We're going to go live. His full-time job is a therapist. So, of course, he's just finished. He's in his office still. And he's very, like, dressed up. They're like, hi, how are you doing? And I'm like, where's the beast? Where's the monster I see on TV? And I see this, and it's like, all posture, like, oh, yeah, that's my fun-time job. So how are you feeling today? I'm like, what are you saying? I expected someone <clears throat> not nice. Oh. It's a whole different scenario when you pass through the curtain yeah. and a whole different scenario in your daily life. I used to work at strip clubs when I was in my 20s. So I know all about, you know, once you learn the tricks of the trade and everything like that, it's cool. Mm -hmm. But it's not like the magic as before. You know, it's like, like I think you know what I mean about you know about you know the travels and the wear and tear and how much it does to you. But before then, it was probably like, wow, look at this. Like magic, wasn't it? Well, every day in wrestling is magic. The traveling, yeah, I love the traveling. Basically, that's uh, what COVID screwed. When we were traveling uh, before that with my boys, it was like a whole new adventure every time. And after that, with the restrictions, we had to try living a normal life. And when you love wrestling so much and the life of the professional wrestler, it kind of sucks when you have to lock yourself into a normal, stereotypical life. Do you still wrestle with COVID going on, but with no fans, no crowds, or? Well, we had some taped shows without audience. Also, I went to Italy in August, and now I'm returning on May. So it's been go ahead go ahead i'm sorry it's been a really weird uh, time uh, i got covid myself 
on December. So my last match was on September. Then with my daily work, etc., etc. Until December, where I got COVID, I couldn't wrestle. And after that, I uh, was trying to rebuild myself, train a bit more, put up some more weight because on September, I also had the bodybuilding competition where I lost very, a very good amount of pounds. I was like on the contest day, 78 kilos. If you do it to pounds, it's under 190, I think. So, yeah, I'm trying to pack more muscle mass again. And how long did you have COVID for? Well, it was for 10, 15 days. Nothing much. I self-guaranteed. No yeah. symptoms whatsoever. Yeah. But, sorry? 171.9 pounds. That's 78 kilograms. Yeah, that's it. Oh, heck. Oh. Now I'm almost 90 kilograms. That's a good amount of weight to gain back on. And hopefully in a couple of months, I will be oh. over 100 again. Oh, I'm sure you will with your dedication. You easy. We'll see. I'll think, yeah, hey. So what events do you have coming up? I'm sorry, come again. What events do you have coming up? What wrestling events do you have coming up? Well, the events that I'm gonna wrestle for, you're asking because the reception is not so great right now and I can't right. hear you well. What wrestling events yeah. you schedule coming up that you're, you're going to wrestle? Well, it's the one in Italy on May. And after that, hopefully, something might come up to Pakistan. I'm not sure yet. We're waiting. And until then, there's always Europe. Pakistan has a pretty decent wrestling promotions out there. I, I talked to RJ Fatty before from uh, Pakistan yeah. and yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. Well, speaking of RJ Fatty and PWFP, right now I'm the general manager for PWFP. Hello. So there's the connection there. Good promotion. I mean, he was raving about it. I, you know, kept the eye on it, see how it was going ever since then. And he was my first international wrestler that came mm-hmm. on. And I've been hearing good things about that promotion ever since he came on. Well, they're doing a great job. And since the COVID era, the local guys took it up on themselves. And they're holding the fortress. I do what you gotta do. Of course. So, guys, if you don't already, please do support Pro Wrestling Federation of Pakistan. 
like it on Facebook, PWFP, and follow them on Instagram. And watch RJ Fatty. I hear he's a, a heel now. I read he's a heel now. And he's our triple champion. He's holding the PWFP Heavyweight Championship, the ROS PWFP Heavyweight Championship, and also the People's Championship. He had two championships when he came on. Three now. The ROS PWFP Championship is the third one. Yeah, good for him. Until he gets in the ring with you. Well, He's our golden boy. Uh, the moment I'm the general manager, so no matches for me. Just calling the shots. Oh, never say never. Of course you never say never in wrestling. You never know. So where can people find you on social media if they want to keep up with you? Well, I'm active most of the time on Instagram. It's Phil Bain, the last son of Zeus. Also on Facebook, where I'm not so active, it's the same page, Phil Bain, The Last Son of Zeus. And quite recently, I started the TikTok account. It's Phil Bain. But I can't say that I'm doing all the time wrestling-related stuff. It's more of my self-backstage for example, I'm a huge anime fan, or I'm playing strategy games, card games, video games. So I'm projecting all of these things to my TikTok. It's a more of a me kind of thing. It's like your world. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Phil Bain be behind Phil Bain. I hear you, man. That's my podcast is just my world. First, it was just all wrestling. Then it was mm -hmm. people. Now I'm like, you know what? It's my world. If I want to talk to wrestling wrestlers, I'll talk to the best wrestlers out there. If I want to help people, I'll help people. And that's the spirit. Yeah. You have to do what makes you happy. Well, sir, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on. I had a great Thank you also. It was a pleasure. And we look forward to you coming to the States one day, but this, the New England area, keep that in mind, the New England area. Perfect. Because the New England area, I can come see you. All right. But I you, will keep that in mind. You guaranteed one person in the crowd. Worst comes worse. <laughs> All right, then. You take care of yourself, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Take care. You take care. Bye-bye. Good night.